The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, host another one of Loving That Sports Talk, and we have a co-host, T. Jackson. Terry Jackson, are you there? I'm here. Well, you know what? We're gonna, we're gonna every week is always something, isn't it, Terry? Always. You know, so you might as well get ready. I don't know what you're sounding all sad for. You know, I'm gonna pick on you. Well, I'm not sad. I'm ready. Well, well I hope you are. Yeah. You know, but we're gonna have you know our Tebow expert Galen call in. I can't wait to hear what he got to say. Am I right, Terry? Yeah. Well, it is. It is what it is. <laughs> well, before Galen call in, we get on this Tebow thing. Let's get on another thing. You said you're ready, right? I'm ready. What you got, love? <laughs> it's not what I got. It's we what happened. What's, what's, what's the problem? We, we both talk sports, We're right? sitting at home. What, what's the deal? We want to talk sports, right? <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's talk about these Eagles and Cowboys. When the season started off, me and you had a little wager, you know, looked at it, you know, talk about who had a better record, right? Oh, you want to talk about the wager now, huh? What about the truth? Well, no, no. Yeah, 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 let me finish. Yeah, let me finish. <laughs> You know, and, and I know I know Galen listening because he's on hold, so he listened to this too. We talk about the Eagles, we talk about the Cowboys, who had a better record. Mm-hmm. Then when the season was coming along, Eagles had a better team on paper. They started to lose, but we beat you guys twice. That's bragging rights. Yes, you know, did. and we got the same record. All I want to put it out there for this show is that just because we got the same record, I got the bragging rights until we beat the Cowboys twice. Is that fair to say? That's fair to say. Can I say something though? You got the floor. I want to know how come you guys can kill everybody in the division and you can't make it to the playoffs? Uh, you know what? That's a question that, you know, I got some um, emails that for you and Galen to answer, too. So <laughs> I'm not going to go there. All I'm going to say is Eagles just got this team this year. You know, and maybe Galen can help me out about this. It takes chemistry. And you know that, right, Terry? Absolutely, it does. Dallas had that team last year, which this year should have been their year. Am I right, Terry? Their year. This should have been their year for that team, the chemistry, the jail, and all like that. But they still this got the some year. young guys, though. They still had young players. If the Eagles don't do it next year, then I can sit back and say, you know what, Terry, you're right. But right now, I got bragging rights, you know. Yeah, you got bragging rights. But I'll tell you what, next year, I think our division is going to be a little bit tougher because I think the Eagles are going to be okay. better. We know what the Giants can do, and I think the Cowboys are going to be better. Okay. I don't know about Washington, but I think we'll have a little tougher division next year. Well, you know, Terry, we, we can talk about it. We know what we got two um, guys on hold, Terry. And, uh, are you ready for this, Terry? I think so. Okay. Well, we got um, Galen. Galen, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. Galen, I love when you call in. <laughs> oh, I just, 
<laughs> I cringe every week after Sunday game. I call Terry out. Terry, like, did Kayla call you? <laughs> but, but, but you know the best thing about this game, man? What's that? You know, we brothers and all like that. We I don't like you. It's okay. Because <laughs> you a T-Roll fan. But you know, some, somebody else don't like you because T-Roll. And we got Eric Coleman. Are you there, Eric? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Terry, are you ready? Eric, yeah, let's all do it. Let's I'm ready. Go. Let's get it going. Where do you want to start out, uh, uh, Eric, you know, tell me out. Because last week, Galen and Terry was on me about T-Roll. And I hated that Terry was against me. He supposed to be, I grew up with Terry almost. But well, the thing is, going against every time T-Roll lose a game, they blame it on somebody else. This is the first time I heard Galen come out of his mouth saying T-Roll played bad. He played bad the whole time he been start. It just ain't been noticed. Is that fair to say? Who, who want to start? Eric? Oh, Lord. Eric, Lord. Eric. He said, oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> who want to start off? You know, you, Eric? Well, my whole thing, like I said from the beginning with Tebow, I think he has talent. I think he's a hard worker. Um, I just thought the fans and the media were just blowing him up way too much. Um, just give him, you know, if he performs great, give him credit. If he performs bad, give him credit. Just just give him the, the, the uh, recognition that he earns every Sunday. That's all I was saying. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I yeah. totally agree with that. They had him sitting on a pedestal, and quite honestly, that's something that I, as a player, wouldn't have liked. Uh, don't set me up for failure. And right. I think the media and the fans, exactly what they did, because he, he was not that caliber of player to receive all the press and the publicity that he was receiving. No. No, it was it was his image, and I think they were going on his image. Um, but people are just a man. People have to realize when y'all, that. when y'all when y'all have already speak, you know, say this is Eric talking, so the listeners know who's talking. They want to know who's making the comments, so that'll help out a lot. So, okay. Well, this is Galen, and I, I don't disagree with Eric as concerning the media, but that has nothing to do with Tebow himself because he isn't riding that bandwagon. He tries to give the team the credit. It's tough for a player because in his situation because the media is going to blow it out of proportion and it looks like him. So people like love dislike Tebow instead of the real <laughs> culprit. So this, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a catch 22 for him. No matter if he plays good, it doesn't matter. And no matter if he plays bad, you know, either way he gets depressed negatively or positively. He played bad last week. Like I told you, love, um, and, a week before, and, Eric. and so, well, this Eric, and he did. He, he he's had. Well, see, he's had some bad games. I think the, like the last two games were bad for him, um, but I don't think they were below, like, or much below the level he's been playing since he has been the starter. Um, Tebow just, like I said, nothing against Tebow, but the like in the game, I think it was against Chicago. Okay, Tebow threw um, a ball. It was a duck out of bounds. Okay, and the week prior to that, when he threw that a pass like that, the sports uh, announcer said, "Oh, okay, that's a bad pass by Tebow. Okay, he still has bad mechanics." However, that particular week after, I think that was after John Elway came out and said, "This is our man. You know, this is what we're going to. This is what we're going to work with. He's going to get us there." After John Elway came out and said that, that next time he threw a duck out of bounds, the commentator said, um, now that was a bad pass, but Tebow's going to err on the side of caution and not throw an interception. 
<laughs> now all of a sudden Tebow's a great player and he threw the ball out of bounds intentionally. No, he didn't. He still threw a duck that he's always been throwing. But prior to John Elway saying that, it was a bad pass. This time, it was good judgment. You know, guys, and, and I talked to Terry today about this. Help me out. Terry told me to be careful with this, make it a touchy subject, but I want to get it out, and maybe you guys can help me. I listened to our first take today, you know, and it came up with this thing about racism, but what Tebow was doing is what the black quarterback was doing before, and they said they were succeeding in the league. And what I was telling Terry was, what Tebow was doing, he's doing what, what they was doing. They run the ball, and he run the ball real good. So why is Tebow getting so much credit now, and it wasn't getting credit back in those days? Can somebody answer that for me? Hello? This, this is Terry. <laughs> I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll jump in here. Um, you know, I really don't know, love. I think that, of course, you're going to have your your pros and your cons to to this race thing, um, and and it's like I said, it's kind of a touchy touchy thing to jump into. But if I'm not mistaken, what you're talking about is the, is the Michael Vicks and the the the, the Donovan McNabs and right. you know those guys Same running running quarterbacks that could run and and could move in the pocket just like we got one in um, in. Uh, I can't think of his name. I'm drawing blank now. Um, talking about Robert Trophy Griffin the third coming up, or are you talking about? I'm talking about the Heisman Trophy winner. Who, who yeah, got? Robert Griffin the third. Yeah. Um, RG three. Cam Newton. I'm sorry, but okay. I mean, look, look at what he's doing. Um, so I, I can't, I can't say why they're getting, giving him so much credit as. As him being a running quarterback or being a quarterback and doing the same things that some of the other black quarterbacks were doing in the league, and um, were called un- they were called they were going to be unsuccessful because they couldn't throw, or they weren't accurate. Uh, that was always the the complaint from from some of the former quarterbacks and in, in the media and stuff. Uh, Tebow's right there in that boat now. So what does anybody have to say about that? Tebow cannot throw the ball. He can't throw the ball. He's got too long of a uh, a wind-up release motion. I don't even know what you call it. But he has a hard time throwing, and the only thing that he can do is run. I'm waiting on you, Gaylin. <laughs> well, uh, I was about to chime in, uh, and since you said my name already, I don't have to say it. But, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I, you know, for me, I like, the black quarterback, and I like an athlete at my quarterback position. So I love Michael Vick. I've loved him for forever. You know, I love quarterbacks that can make a play for you. Uh, so, again, Tebow, just because he's white and he can do the same type of thing, he's not on the level of throwing as Michael Vick yet. Uh, but, again, Michael Vick, prior to last year, wasn't ever going to win a Super Bowl or he wasn't a good enough quarterback and all the the naysayers, whatever they say about him. And, uh, you know, I I disagree with him. I thought he played pretty well this year uh, with the lackluster line and and, uh, he got injured a lot and so forth. But, again, I think uh, Michael Vick has an opportunity at Philadelphia to win uh, a Super Bowl and it will be a lot because of his athletic ability, his ability to throw the ball, and him being able to make plays uh, uh, when the pocket breaks down and his accuracy in throwing nowadays. Uh, when it wasn't like that prior to uh, his tutelage under Andy Reid. So, 
you know, again, uh, Tim Tebow, I don't even know if he's played, played 16 games uh, yet in the league. Uh, the, to me, the jury's still out on him. And, uh, you know, you got to give him the chance to uh, fail and succeed. Uh, like you do any other, uh, a black quarterback or a white quarterback. To me, the race issue in this is, you know, I don't know if you ever saw that movie, uh, about Nelson Mandela and what they did, but you, can, you know, for me, I'm not gonna say, well, just cause you discriminate against the black guy, I'm gonna discriminate against the white guy. I just, I just right. can't do that, you know. Right. Uh, I, I, I believe in forgiveness. I'm gonna move forward, let everybody be an equal, okay? And then I make the judgment from there. So that's how I'm gonna handle it. What do you think, Eric? Well, yeah, I was. It took me a while to chime in on that because I was just thinking about uh, what I had seen over the years with the um, the black quarterback situation. Because a while there, we didn't have. Well, before the black quarterbacks came in, you know, you had your pa- your pocket um, quarterback typically. Um, then we started getting the black quarterbacks in scrambling. And I think. What the issue was is that the black quarterbacks actually had the talent and the skill to run. And so when the white quarterback did it, it was like, ooh, ah. Right. It wasn't impressive when a black quarterback did it because that's what they saw. It's almost like when we started seeing um, in the NBA white people dunking. They were like, wow, you see him get up, you know. Um, of course, the black basketball players that dunked all the time so it was not impressive but as soon as a white person did it it was like did you see that i mean when larry when larry bird got his dunk they were like oh and an iron you know um and i think that it was kind of the same way with the the white quarterbacks when you see them scramble it's out of the ordinary like when john elway won his was it his first super bowl and he went airborne into the end zone to get a touchdown that, they said that was a turning point when they knew that they were going to win win that game, because that that that's when he stepped out of what was expected of him, and did something out of the ordinary, and it shocked people. Well, John Elway, so I'm not sure. Notoriously, was a scrambler in his career. He was a, always made until his knees got bad, and he had 75 operations on his knees. Before <laughs> that, he would move. I mean, he could move. He could run the ball. He could move, but he wasn't like Michael Vick, you know, uh, some of the things, the talents that we see as being black quarterbacks now. But can so, we say the same I just thing? Think, I just think it was something what that uh, people hadn't seen and didn't expect. What'd you say, Love? Wasn't Steve Young that type of quarterback? He was a scrambler, yep. and he, you know. Yep. He was fat. He ran a 4-5. Right. He was the same. I mean, and Steve Young didn't get all the credit that people get now. Steve Young was a better passer. So, Steve, but Steve Young didn't start out that way. If you listen to him on ESPN, uh, he tells you that he wasn't that type of player. He, he had to make himself into that player. He, and then, so he, they're saying they need to, that Michael Vick, uh, Michael Vick or, or uh, Tim Tebow, they need to make himself into a, more of a pocket passer. You know, but, that's but he, he said that Tim Tebow is horrible too, Galen. He did not say, say that. He said he's not a quarterback for the NFL. That's not what he said. What did he say? Correct me if I'm wrong, Gabriel. He said he has a lot to work on, and he's going to have to learn how to become more of a pocket passer. That's what he said. It's Eric. I, okay, even if he does have to learn how to become a pocket passer, when he's in that pocket, he's going to have to learn how to throw a spiral accurately because that's not what he's 
He's not consistent with that. I think he has put some good passes out there, actually. I've seen some that I was, like, really impressed that he threw. Don't change on me, Eric, now. Don't change on me. No, I'm, like I said, give him the credit that he, he earns on the field. And he has thrown some good passes. He's not consistent. His wind-up, whether it's a good pass or a bad pass, um, just like Terry said, it, it's, long. it's long. He has a very long delivery. We'll, um, you that we'll take a quick break, and we'll come back. we got another question about Tebow we're going to ask you guys. So this is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk. You know, I just love this thing with Tebow when Eric call in, Coleman, Caleb Jackson, Terry Jackson, Cole. This this is lovely, you know. Somebody else is against Caleb. <laughs> we'll be right back, Caleb. I'm going to get you later, you know. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. When it comes to youth and high school football, listen each week to Coach Al Gross at First and Ten Football. Coach covers vital topics relating to the latest trend on a national level. Join Coach as he interviews personalities from the NFL, NCAA, and the top high school coaches from around the country. Catch all the interviews and get in-depth information online at www.firstand10football.com. Your national resource for youth and high school football. First and Ten Football is Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, back hosting Loving That Sports Talk. Like I say, it's always a great show with us about people. You're the big you know? thing right there. You can see I'm almost to the point where we're going to stop talking about Tebow, just Tebow, Tebow. But we got co-host Terry Jackson, we got Galen, our Tebow, ex- Tebow expert, and we got Eric Coleman, our Tebow hater. I like to say that, right, Eric? <laughs> Eric, is that okay to say? I'm sorry, I missed that. Was that for me? Yeah, is that okay to say our Tebow expert hater? Tebow expert Galen? Haters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Haters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he loves Tebow. But, guys, when we was on break, we was talking about it. And, Terry, you know, it light on that a little bit more that the fans got Gordon out of there. You know, if they put the pressure on the Tebow starter. Am I right? You know, Eric, Terry, you know? And yeah. it, 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 it just seemed that he wasn't ready, and they pushed him in there. And he's not a quarterback this year. 
You guys agree? Yeah, well, this is Terry, and at the break we were just kind of talking. I told um, Galen that I was pulling for, for Orton this, this week because of the way I felt they did him, you know, the fans and everybody did him. And um, I just think that it could have been done better, and I, and I think in light of that it would have it would have been a little bit better for Tebow as well because by throwing him in there like they did, they really didn't give him a, a much of a choice. It was a sink or swim kind of deal. Um, this is, what, his second year in the league, first year in the league? You can't. You can't throw a young guy in there like that all in the spur of the moment and expect him to do this, and then you give him all this gratification that, that he's winning, you're boosting his ego up, and you're going to get him to thinking he's something that he's not. Um, so I was just kind of, I was, you know, kind of rooting for, for Orton a little bit this, this week, yeah, against the Broncos. This is Eric. And I, um, I, I wanted Orton when I actually didn't watch the game because I figured uh, by now uh, Tebow has proved my point <laughs> in the last couple of games. I didn't feel a need to watch it, but I, I love you, Eric. I love for Orton as well um, because it, it was it's tough to play uh, anywhere when you don't have the support of your team or the city. That's hard, yeah. and I truly believe the team started playing um, with a more sense of urgency when Tebow got in there um, to support him. And they didn't have that support for Orton, and certainly the fans didn't. And I think the fans are the the people who knew the least about who should be back there quarterbacking. Absolutely. Uh, No, but they made the the most noise. So, um, and unfortunately, I have to agree with Galen in that if, you, you mean I'm going back there, and it was people <laughs> that can motivate the team into playing, then that's what you got to do. And and he should be back there. If the team wants to play for uh, Tebow and they don't want to play for Orton, then you have to put Tebow in. Yeah. Well, this is Galen. And, I, you know, I, originally I think, you know, when they made the decision, the team didn't necessarily want uh, Tebow as the quarterback. I think as they saw uh, – Things switching and, and the momentum changing of their season, then they got behind him, you know. Um, uh, but for me, I mean, I just say like this: if if the Broncos organization and their top brass is weak enough to allow the uh, the Denver fan base to dictate what they're going to do on the field, then uh, that's that's pitiful because they can continue to dictate what that organization is going to do and. And nobody's running the team except for the organization. I, you know, to me, I would say that they made that decision on their own, from my perspective. And then, you know, look at I'll just just think about Philly and the fans there. They 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 wanted Andy Reid out, but that um, that organization made a decision based on what they believe is the best decision for that organization, and so they kept Andy Reid on. And so, you know, the fan base want them, wants them gone. All right, that's what all the talk show radios are talking about there for the longest time, especially when they were going through that skid. So they didn't allow that to dictate what they were going to do in their organization. I'm sure the Denver organization are not listening to the fans and letting them make decisions uh, based on especially important positions like a quarterback. That's my opinion. But, Galen, this is Terry. Just real quick, what do you think happened? I mean, how does that change all of a sudden happen like that when an organization... And all of a sudden, uh, Orton's out and Tebow's in. What, well, what, what, what are the things that have to four. be put into place for something like that to happen? Well, what changed is one and four. One and four happened. 
and you're out of the playoffs, and you're looking at another losing season with an organization that's gone through scandal and all sorts of other things. So what you're looking at is losing your fan base even more, right, because mm-hmm. you're not winning. Um, and and so it's, it's a culmination of a whole bunch of stuff that has happened over the last several years with Josh McDaniels and all that fiasco into the, the spy gate and then all those other second spy gate and all those other things. So, again, you're making decisions that are based on the best thing for the organization. So that's what happened. If, if, our, if Kyle Orton was 4-1 uh, and one instead of 1-4, and four, we wouldn't even be sitting here talking about Tebow, but he was 1-4 and four and, and, and headed to even the worst record. So, you know, the brass had to make a decision. Yeah, but, but, Gary, you saying that they had to make the best decision. That wasn't the best suit. You had Brady Quinn that was there and, and know how to pass the ball, but you put Tebow because that was the fans that wanted. Am I wrong or right? Is, was, is Brady Quinn the better quarterback than Tebow at that time, Galen? Can you answer me that? Well, based on that last preseason game, heck no. What? I don't know if you he, saw that last preseason game. Than him, Galen, you're crazy. Come on. The Brady Quinn was horrible in the last preseason game. I don't know if you watched that or not, but it okay, was horrible. So Tim Tebow was horrible in his last game. So you get rid of him like that and don't play him? You know the NFL, you have bad games, Caleb. Yeah, sure. So what you're saying was Brady Quinn is not a better passer than Tebow. I'm not saying that. No, I'm not saying that. I, I don't know what the organization saw there. They they skipped up Brady Quinn for some reason. I don't know about that. I can't answer that one for you, okay? But I'm, as far as Orton goes, that was the fans, like Terry <laughs> said, the fans wanted Tebow, so they kept cheering for him, so that's why they put him in. Like that I said, the organization game. itself, okay, needed life brought into it. And the only way they were going to do that probably was to put Tebow in there. The scandal that's been going on with that organization and not, I mean, you know, Denver Broncos fans, they don't, they don't mess around, man. They want a winner. And what had been going on for the last few years was not acceptable for that fan base. And this is a stadium that's been sold out for years. You can't get tickets. You get the you have to had tickets inherited. You have to inherit tickets to go to that organ to the games at that organization. But Galen, what they did was they put somebody in there who got rid of everything that was good for the Denver Broncos. He got rid of everything that was good for the Denver Broncos. Who's they now, talking about McDaniels? The coach McDaniels did. I know, and that's my point, is that, look, you had somebody destroying the organization, and now they needed something to resurrect it back to life. And the brass made a decision that, okay, we'll live or die with this decision. But I'm sure that a lot of it had to do with the fans as it relates to the, uh, uh, I guess, the reputation, for lack of a better word, of the Denver Bronco organization and where they were headed. And, and they were headed in the... On and off the field, they were headed in a bad, bad, headed on a downward spiral. On and off the field. You agree with that, Eric? Uh, yeah, I mean, they had some bad things um, happening. I think, you know, they had that around the league. I don't think Denver's, you know, um, on an island by itself. Um, but. Like I mean, you guys touched on a good thing with McDaniel's coming in, and uh, personally, and I think a lot of other people probably agree with me. Um, why did he get the job anyway? That's, I mean, that's my point. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it, that is the epitome of knowing somebody. Okay, that's how you get a job like that. You, he knew somebody. 
um, I don't think the players pre- respected him enough to um, play at a higher level. Um, he definitely couldn't motivate them to play at a higher level. He didn't earn the respect to play at a higher level. I mean, come, that was a, a ridiculous move. Um, but whether or not that was the fans who caused Tebow to be in there, it was a decision that had to be made to get the team to perform. And mm-hmm. you can put anybody in there that, I mean, you have the right to put anyone in there that's going to make the team perform. Now, if Brady Quinn, they saw something in preseason, they probably saw something during practice, uh, what have you, that uh, prevented Brady from being in there. Uh, stuff that we aren't privy to as fans. Okay, we don't we don't see the practices. Um, we're not in the meetings, things like that. So we we can't say. But what from what we did see, it was skeptical whether or not Tebow should have been in there instead of Brady Quinn. Um, and all we have is based on what we saw, and of course what we heard was an overwhelming support by the fans. Like I said, who are the least um, experienced and, and should know who should be in there. That's who we heard from, and. They, I think they listened to the fans. I really do. I really thought, thought they listened to the fans. And they, they probably had a little something to back up what the fans were saying, but there was no way they were going to put Brady Quinn in there over Tebow. No, not after picking him number one like that. He could, they couldn't. They couldn't. It, Their it, hands were tied. They, they had to put him in. They had to play him. They had nothing to back that decision up. And... When you have fans rooting for Tebow, it's quite easy. I mean, you don't even have to back it up. You know, you put him yeah. in there, fans are happy. You put Brady Quinn in there, you better have some reason to show the fans why he should be in there. Hey, win or lose, too, Coleman. I think they'd be happy with Tebow win or lose. At this point, yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> I, I guess I heard this weekend, uh, Gail, and, and James, you, you called me last night. I was over with L.C., um, Lawrence Chavers, who you would play yeah, uh, wide receiver with um, at uh, Wyoming, that I guess uh, there was a fan out there saying that he was a he had a T-shirt. He was a mile high Messiah. I hadn't heard that, but I'm like, really? <laughs> right. That that kind of shocked me that you know they're out there saying he's the mile high Messiah. So no, you weren't going to you know he he was going to be in there whether you wanted him in there or not. Yeah. You know, uh, Eric, how much time we got with you? You got to leave in a minute? No, man, I'm good today. I'm good. Okay, okay, because I got questions that I won't get on the list of. So, you know, I, Lawrence Shaver did call in. I, I told him to call back because we were on some, but I hope he called back. But I got questions, you know, and Galen and Terry, um, the listeners want y'all to answer these, so we might as well go with you. So we only got to take two breaks because it's such a good show. Is that all right, guys? Sure, that's fine. Sure. The first one I want to start with, well, we start off with, uh, We'll go with you, Eric. Uh, one call said, how was it, Eric Coleman, I followed your career at Wyoming to play with New England? Oh, man. It was um, it was bittersweet, actually. Um, it was amazing. The, the lifestyle of NFL player is, 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 is it's amazing. It's, it had me speechless. It was enjoyable, fun, entertaining, meeting people and everything. Um, but the, the hard part is that we were uh, struggling as a, as a team, and I felt uh, they probably put me in earlier than I should have been in, um, fighting for starting positions with the, with the players that were there. Um, and when you're not ready, if they don't build you up, then, you know, it's hard for you to perform. And, 
even though I was, you know, competing for the starting position, I felt like I could have been better used um, if I sat back a little bit and learned instead of just jumping right in there. Um, so that was a hard part, hard part for me. I don't, I don't think I was quite ready. Um, as you know, James and Galen, I didn't play the defensive back um, full time until my last year. You know, I was I was on offense as a wide receiver, then I switched to running back. Then I shared the the defensive back position with uh, Kimbrough, Chuck Kimbrough, um, and then finally my last year it was my position. So when you play really defensive back for one year, uh, you manage to show enough to get drafted and go to the NFL, and then you're fighting for a starting position only after one year. It, it's hard to do, you know, and so. That that was that was my only, my, I guess you say, bitter part about the NFL. But everything else is, it was absolutely amazing. Wouldn't but to your credit, uh, Derek, that 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 shows talent as well. Let's let's give you some kudos on that. That 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 shows talent, doesn't it? Well, yeah, yeah, and um, you know, and I I I think I told you guys before I had no intentions of going to the NFL. I was looking for a job afterwards. I just like you, Terry, played a lot of positions and just enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, and other people saw the talent and said, you know, we can do something with this. We can work with it. Because uh, quite honestly, when I went to college, I couldn't catch. Um, I was horrible at catching. And the strength coach pulled me aside and taught me how to catch. Um, I was scared to death to be a running back. Coach asked me to be a running back. Um, you know, I got in there and started at that position. It was so. Yeah, you know, it takes talent, but at the same time, imagine what you can do with that talent if you wait till it totally matures mm-hmm. before you put it in. That's and that's a good point, you know, because if you think if you apply that same thing to Tebow, then <laughs> <laughs> that would make sense to me. <laughs> I thought we were on another topic, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just not gonna quit. We- we all just light up in the oil fudge right now. <laughs> <laughs> you just take a look quick. Yeah, you just mess up everything. You like that cousin Peter come to the family. You just mess up everything. Fuck up everything. Okay, my, my bad. I didn't understand. I think the same, that same sentiment should be applied to Tebow. Okay. Eric, <laughs> <laughs> he just messed it all up. I was sitting there like, you know, like, damn. You know, Eric, you were great. You know, you were a great player, and then Gary just threw a wrench in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I, I know Eric was a great player, great one of the greatest. Oh no, yeah, he was a great player, player, but you just messed up. Like, you know what I'm saying? He was a good. Hey, he was one of the best athletes to ever play at Wyoming. <laughs> oh, yeah. it was probably you know when what? I was uh, yeah, playing. You know, we sure. got other questions, but let's get to this other guy here. You know, one of the guys that um, when I came to Wyoming, you know, this gentleman. I know you know Galen and. And uh, Eric, you know, I think I talked to you um today that Juan came and he was already at Wyoming and he was a receiver and like I'm like, God, this guy knows so much, you know, and he he teaching me, you know, all this and that and I'm like you know and, and he was just so amazing, you know, when you when you see somebody that comes in and you knew and they're thinking they're gonna take your spot, but he still helped people, you know. Lawrence Schaefer, are you there? Hey, what's going on? Hey, James, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good. We got Galen, Eric, and Terry Jackson online. How you doing today, Lauren? I'm doing great. And Eric, you still can't catch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, have a, I have an excuse now. I switched over to DB. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to catch. But, Lauren, we talk about Galen on this line. You know, we got to you know, it's crazy about Tebow. What, what's your thoughts on that? 
Well, you know, uh, being in Denver, like I think I heard Eric mention a little bit ago, I was at the Chicago-Denver uh, game, and when we walked out, I was with some guys from church there, and we walked out, and the guy was selling a T-shirt that said, Tebow, the Mile High Messiah. And I was like, okay, that's a little much. He ain't, he ain't all that. Um, but, you know, he he's, like Galen said, I'm going to support Galen a little bit on this because, you know, he is an athlete. He's a good athlete. There's no doubt about that. Um, but he's young, and he's got a lot to figure out about the NFL. Um, you know, and I, I've coached high school football here in Colorado for 15 years. And, you know, his mechanics are bad. Um, and that's why you see him overthrowing people and, or underthrowing them. He still has to work on his mechanics. So is he a good athlete? Yes. Is he the Messiah? Definitely not. Um, but he still has a lot to work on, just like any, any NFL player. Uh, has a lot to work on. You know, he, you see he didn't get voted to the Pro Bowl, so, you know, he has a lot to work on. You know, he's the and, second and alternate. <laughs> he's well, an he, al- yeah, he was the second he, alternate, but <laughs> you know he ain't going. No, <laughs> unless somebody gets hurt. Yeah, well, look, unless look. somebody gets hurt, but, you know, quarterbacks ain't going to get hurt. Um, yeah. And if he goes, you know, if he does end up going to Pro Bowl, I suggest that he go out onto the beaches there in Hawaii and, and practice throwing off the front foot instead of the back foot. Uh, get them passes down. So and he has a lot to work on. You three, real quick. What kind what of quarterback you... do you think Tebow is going to be? Do you do you think that that he can be taught how to play the position? Do you think you could change his mechanics, his throwing motion, get his feet set right? Do you think that all that is going to be done within this next year to make him that much better of a quarterback? No, I think it's going to take a little more than a year. Um, to do that, he, you know, it, that, that's, you know, you got to get a bad habit. They say it takes 21 days to break. Um, but this is, you know, some of those things are really bad habits, and he has to learn the speed of the game still um, and make decisions on the run. He's getting better, but he's just going to need more time. And that's why I say, is he the quarterback of the future for Denver? Hard to say. But he's, you know, what we have right now, and because what we have right now, we got to support him, but he's got, he's still got a long way to go. Yeah. So you you are, you a supporter of Tebow, Lawrence, James? I'm going to support the Broncos because that's my home team. So <laughs> you know, I'm going to I'm going to support the Broncos, and you know, I'll support Tebow as long as he's the quarterback. Uh, had it been Brady Quinn, I would support him as well too. Um, what happened with all that fiasco? I don't know because really, it should have been Quinn who Thank you. was Thank in you, there, Lawrence. but. You know, they, the the Broncos made the decision that they made based on you know fan well, pressure and direct, stuff like that. Direct that to to Galen. <laughs> Why wasn't Queen the quarterback the, the play before Tebow? Why is that, Lawrence? And Galen, you can answer that after him. You know, Why? Why is that, Lawrence? I told you, I didn't have no answer for that. Yeah, and I don't. I don't think I have an answer for it either. That's. Uh, I think, like Eric said and Galen said, that's you know behind doors decisions that they make. Uh, did the fans have something to do with it? Yeah, I'm sure they did. Um, but you know, Quinn Quinn having more experience should have been the next one in the in the rotation. Um, you know, and people's exactly. going to get it. He's just he just needs work. You know, he needs work. He, he, he needs more than work. So, like San Lawrence, get him back. You there? But you on both sides. You you a Denver fan, and you and I'm not a Denver fan. 
I'm not a Galen fan. That's what it is. <laughs> you know, I love Galen Bell, but Galen made me to where well, I hate Galen now. I don't want to use that word. I hate his football. Either. But you have to look at, like you say, as the quarterbacks that came through and did the same thing as Tebow's doing, they're not ready. But he's getting all this post and he went in games and he's not winning the games, Lawrence or, or Eric, you know? But he's getting the credit when they win, but when they lose, it's all bad defense. But it goes back to the same thing that, that we've been talking about, and I have to agree with Galen on this. It's not his fault. It's the media's fault. It's, it's, it's whoever's thinking that Tebow is winning these games, whoever's saying that Tebow is the catalyst for winning all these games. It's not Tebow's fault. He's out there doing all he can do. Right. Well, what we, what we got to do, we're going to take, take our last break, but then we'll come back. I want you guys to tell on Eric, Lawrence, and Galen. And, and, uh, we got a um, question from the list about, Super Bowl, you know, who we think MVP and all like that. So, we'll take our last break. You guys, don't hang up. I love this. Uh, we'll be right back to James Loving host of Loving Sports Talk. Hey, this is the best show I ever had. You're going to have all the guys that I play with and have, you know, this is it. I love it. You know, we'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you? It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, also Loving That Sports Talk. Again, like I said, this is one of my greatest shows to get to talk to all my teammates and guys I play with it. Well, you know, they've been there and helped me get through what I was going through with, you know, playing sports at Wyoming. But you know what? Before we get to what, the question I want to ask the other guys was, Lawrence, why do you put Eric out there that said he can't catch? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had to bring that up. Is that okay, Eric? Man, we got to get down to the bottom of this because he came out <laughs> yeah. just swinging. What was that all about, Eric, Lawrence? 
Hey, well, well, you know, Eric's my boy. Me and Eric go back a long way. So, <laughs> you know, and, and he and I coached together uh, high school football for a year or two, and I've seen him out at practice. He can't catch. <laughs> I don't like it is. That's why we had him coaching the DBs. <laughs> yeah, what do you got to say about that? Who, me? Yeah, you, Eric. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, shoot, he was a defensive back. <laughs> That's all you got to say. He played DB. Hey, but I did get interceptions. So yeah. every, every, other, every, like, every fifth catch you'd make. <laughs> hey Eric, I'm not gonna put y'all to that bag. I ain't gonna say you can't catch, but can't catch. But anyway, what we were saying was, <laughs> no, hey, y'all must be so guys, We got we got the question down this weekend. <laughs> I know you guys. Each one you guys want to know. First, they want to know who who you guys think will be the uh, MVP of this year. They got Drew Brees. They got Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady, who you guys, you know, what's that with you, Terry? Well, it's going to depend on who wins, who takes it. I mean, they've already kind of got Rodgers there. Uh, Drew Brees is up there with the new record that he that he just got. I mean, I'm going to say Drew Brees because of that. I think that's going to overshadow everything, whether whether they go or, or not. But the, uh, in, in the, the votes are in right now. It's not go by the playoff, but go by the season. So, yeah. who do you got? I'm going to say Brees. Kayla? I like what Aaron Rodgers is doing there in uh, uh, in Green Bay, but uh, Breeze is, a, for me, probably would be my MVP if I had a vote, you know. Uh, but I think the people, are gonna, they're going to give it to Rodgers. Uh, although that quarterback from Green Bay last week went off uh, and <laughs> set some records. So, you know, maybe it's the whole team when, as it relates to Rodgers as well. So, And that's usually what happens when you have a good team. So, And that's the reason, uh, Bill, and I don't think he'll get it. Yeah, I mean, because, yeah. you know, I, yeah. I think that if that quarterback can throw, they're going to say any any quarterback can go in there and throw for that. Maybe, maybe that's what I was saying. I was like, wow. Uh, um, we'll go with um, LC. Uh, I'm going to say Drew Brees. Why is that, LC? Uh, just because Rogers missed. You know, he missed a game last week. Didn't get an opportunity to play. And Brees with the record, he's the crowd favorite right now. He's probably the coach's favorite right now too. So uh, I'm going to say Brees. Eric? Yeah, I'm going to make it unanimous. Um, I thought that from the start. Um, I wanted to say something different, just so I don't have to follow the crowd. But. Yeah, don't follow the crowd, Eric, please. I'm not. <laughs> but I do. I, I, I like I like Drew Brees. I like uh, the Saints, period, you know? Yeah. So that's where I'm going. Well, that's my next question, though. But I'm going to go with Tom Brady. I think Tom with that bad defense, you know, he still can put points on the board and bring that bring it back. And in repeat to what the the player does for that team. I think what Tom has done, you know, it's remarkable, you know, for that bad defense and Eric, you know you've been on New England, you you know, you were over there when you couldn't catch. Eric, I'm gonna get your T shirt now for Christmas like man, I can't catch the Lord Shaker said I can, you know. <laughs> hey, y'all go, y'all don't know where you guys get this from. I had this when when um who was a uh wide receiver? Alan Griffin. You remember him? Yeah. 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 Okay. You know him, Terry, right? Yeah. Okay. We had a uh a contest with the jugs machine where we walked up to the jugs machine and they fired that ball out. I'm the one who came in second. <laughs> okay, so I don't know what you guys are talking about. I can't catch. I can't catch. There was no LC or James Lovin. 
But he's only playing with a mouth for the last couple of seconds. Eric? Eric? So, I don't know what y'all y'all talking about. You know what? I will trade catching for all the other talents I had any day. Because <laughs> it wasn't catching that got me to the NFL. <laughs> so y'all could keep y'all's catching ability. <laughs> now, we'll on that, we'll here, be. Well, we, guys, well, um, the listeners want to know who y'all pick for Super Bowl. Who y'all think going to be there? And, and and explain why to the listeners and then what two teams you think will be there and what team, what team you think will win it. Who want to start? We'll go with, uh, let's start with Lawrence. Wow. Um, well, that's a tough one. Uh, the playoff race could be pretty good this this year. Um, I, I'm going to say I think New Orleans is going to be in the, in the Super Bowl. Um, and I, uh, before that, I, I would say the Steelers would probably be in it before Mendenhall got hurt. Um, but, you know, they still, the Steelers may still be in it because that, that, uh, other running back they brought in there, what's his name? Um, is it Tate, I think? Redman. Redman. Redman, yeah. He he looked pretty decent, too. Um, so I'm going to say Steelers and, and the Saints. Okay, uh, let's, go with, uh, let's go with Eric. Oh, man, I got to go with New Orleans because all my family down there, man. They'll ostracize me if I go against them. I have people in Dallas, too. But you know, I, I can't go to Dallas. You know, they doing their own thing. <laughs> yeah, so, they're they, they on another yeah. mission. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next year we'll talk about it next year. <laughs> yeah, so you know, I got family down there, so I got to support them. I'm gonna go with uh, New Orleans. And who else in the uh, NFC? Man, I don't know. I have I you throw it up. I think you can flip a coin at this point. What two teams do you think, though? Like, if you flip a coin, you got two teams. Which one do you think? Is it Green Bay, New Orleans, or? Um, golly. Um, I don't know. Green Bay. Green Bay? Okay. You want to go, uh, Terry? Well, I don't think that Pittsburgh is going to make it. I know they got a good defense all of that, but I just don't think they're going to make it there. I would put um, New England up there before I would put the Patriots, or before I would put the, the Steelers, because I think they're going to outshoot them. Um, plus, Ben limping around hurt. I mean, who knows what could happen in a game from now till then anyway. Uh, and then Green Bay and New Orleans. Oh, man. I'd like to see New Orleans go. Um, nothing against Green Bay. I like that team. I think they're playing good. But I would really like to see New Orleans go again. Well, as you go last, Gary, because I know Terry, I was I was worried about Terry saying Dallas. So I won't tell you go last. That's a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. So excuse me, Terry. But you know Philly well, wasn't coming out of there. <laughs> but anyway, before we you let Gary go, I know what Gary going to say, but I want to say, Lawrence, you know, um, being a while, man, I just want to thank you for what you did for me, you know, there, you know, coming in and uh, playing receiver. Like when we came in, all the Juco, you know, you just putting it out there and helping everybody, Lawrence. So I just want to say thank you on the air for that, Lawrence. So, well, James, you're quite welcome. And you know what? It's a team effort. And it was all worth it. So experience I'll never forget. So I just want to throw that out there, you know. Can I answer my question now? Do you want me to answer my question now? No, no, no. We have actual questions. Kevin, you got the floor now. You know, <laughs> <laughs> all right. You know, Kevin, uh, I just love you so much. I just 
That last time we went up to, you took me to the airport and then me at the best time. I was just looking at you like, oh, I can't stand here. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Cameron. I just can't wait to hear you. You got Timberland, man. Go ahead. Well, no, nah, I don't, no. Nah. Uh, but, again, like last week I said, I, I'm going to take San Francisco coming out of the NFC. Are you serious? Whoa. Yeah, I like I like the defense, the San Francisco number one defense in the league. And I think they're going to shut down some of those offenses. And they got enough offense, I believe, to, to make it to the Super Bowl. And then I'm going to have to go with Pittsburgh. As long as Ben Roethlisberger is healthy, I think that he can get them through. He has some great weapons around him with those receivers. A lot of speed on the outside. And, you know, if the running back can come through a little bit, I think that Pittsburgh is going to go through. So I got a Pittsburgh-San uh, Francisco uh, Super Bowl. <laughs> No wonder Galen. I like the energy. I think I would have never went there. I went with New Orleans and I went with New England. But like you say, San Francisco, that is one of those sleeper teams. That is good, though. Yeah, defense wins championships. Offense, not so much. Not this year. Not this year. It's not going to happen. I know that's what they say, but I'm telling you, that's what's going to happen. That's my opinion. That's what surprised me about Eric. Eric didn't go with the defense and. Knowing that um, San Francisco got a better defense, then why didn't you, Eric? Um, I don't know. I, I, um, I don't know. I just being different. He wasn't different. He picked the same thing as y'all. And the thing about it, he's picking for New Orleans for the family members so he won't get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, but they're good. they're good anyway. They're, they're gonna be they're gonna be fine. I think I don't know about San Francisco. I, I don't Galen. Those picks just they kind of just blow me out of the water. I don't I don't think you're gonna be anywhere close. You know, huh? No, they're all in the playoffs, so I got a chance. And you can buy dinner if you uh, if I'm wrong. <laughs> hey, if you can buy it if I'm, I'm right. <laughs> hey, don't let don't let Caleb do because he'll take you to this ice cream place with me, whatever that is. Cold stone, baby. I'm gonna you off there, Caleb. He'll take you to the ice cream place with me, yogurt. Like you want something up? Like, what is this? <laughs> what is it called? Fluffy mini? What is that, Caleb? Minchies, Minchies. <laughs> I said, no, man, take me to a place that got chicken, okay? <laughs> So, guys, if you look at it and you look at the teams we picked and you look at the quarterbacks, I mean, these quarterbacks are eating people alive. you got Brady, you got Breeze, um, and then you got Green Bay. I mean, these guys are just killing people. And I don't understand why we think that they're going to be able to be stopped because of, of defense. I mean, they're, they, are, they are threatening the needle on passes and killing. It's not like they've got big running games going on. You know, I mean, this is this is strictly passing. But Terry, let me let me explain this though, and and you guys can you know help me out. When the playoffs starts a new season, it ain't gonna be no high scoring big games passing yardage. Am I right, guys? Right, and uh, right. This right. is Galen. Uh, but you know what? The thing about I like about San Francisco is that they can rush you and put pressure on the quarterback with four guys and dropping seven. All right, and they have a big-time pass rusher in that defensive end, Smith. And so I'm just telling you, in a situation where you can drop seven and you can send four and put pressure on the quarterback, it's going to give an offense a very difficult time to score. It's putting tight ends on linebackers, man, and they've been killing them. They've been well, guys, killing them. Got not minutes left, them so what I want to do is um, everybody just give some last word out, you know, for like the young kids out there before we go. But what I won't. I want everybody, Lawrence, Eric, Gary, Gary, you know, you're a T-Bar expert. 
to come back next week so we could um, get all these emails off. We got so many popping up now. But um, get some out there for the young kids out there to help them, you know, in the future. Say the last word. My last words to Eric. Uh, we did, like I said last time, we did something like this for the kids. Is that um, just find a position that um, that your structure will allow you to play. Um, enjoy the game for what it is. Uh, don't put too much pressure on yourself to get to the next level. Uh, it will come. Um, don't rush yourself, and, and most of all, do it in a in, in a clean way. You don't need the drugs and all that to to make it to the next level. Um, just be clean and have fun. Thanks, sir. Who wants to go next, Lawrence? I'll go next. Yeah. Um, have a dream, have a plan, work hard, and be faithful to your family and yourself. Uh, Gail? Uh, I'd say uh, uh, work hard on and off the field, uh, in the weight room, in the classroom, uh, and remember uh, faith, family, and God. Sorry. Uh, don't let anything take you from your dreams, and, and stay in school and, and learn as much as you can while you can right now. Um, and whatever you do, do, do it full speed. If you're going to make mistakes, do it full speed. Don't do it slacking. And um, just stay in school and get you an education. Well, I just say, I just like to want to thank God for you guys just being my friends and being on the show. And next week, you know, we all call in at the same time and do this again and I had a whole hour show, you know. I just want to thank, you know, just, like I said, you know, Terry, you know, just knowing you growing up and Galen being teammates and Eric, you know, going against you every time, making me better in life, not only on the field, not field. And Lawrence, you know, accepting me, you know, when I came in, you know, I just want to thank you guys. And this will make my show great. Not make it that you just make it me feel good inside. So thank you, for everybody, on next week. I'm going to do this again. So and, and I want to one more emails. thing. Jaylen, away from I don't TV. hate you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> I, I love you too, man. I love you too, man. <laughs> All right, thanks for another loving that sports talk, and we'll be right back. You know, like I say, next week. Listen in. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.